0: throw some ice cream in your coffee it's a really good idea welcome back to seriously funny i'm your host mashnor kabir and i hate wet socks this week we talk about motivation why because on my youtube video two weeks ago i said that i'd make an episode on motivation and last week i had the oyasumi punpun episode already planned out so after checking that i haven't made a dedicated episode on motivation here i am Today, let's start with everything I said in the YouTube video because I think it's interesting and maybe, well, uh, we'll we'll physics the physics a bit more. I'll just go more in depth than I did on the on the YouTube video. Two scientific ideas I brought up in the video is the idea of both inertia and friction. A long time ago, I made an episode talking about how—where was it?—talking uh, about how Newton's three laws of motion could be applied to life. This time, I specifically talked about the first law of motion: inertia. An object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an external force. Gravity is an external force. So, if we go out into space where there's nothing but space. Uh, What we can find is that if we throw, say, a rock, that rock will go forward forever until, of course, it runs into another celestial body, whether that be a comet, a planet, an asteroid, a black hole, a star, or even a big cloud of dust. Everything has gravity, even you. Am I calling you fat? Sure. Yeah, definitely. But also, everything that has mass in the universe also has gravity, proportional to that mass. So, generally, if you know, although you may or may not be fat, your size is nothing compared to, say, the sun or the earth. Maybe it is, but because those bodies are so big, they make a very significant difference in the the gravity uh, in the universe, which makes. Obviously things pull towards it, the moon pulls the moon is pulled towards the earth, the all of the planets are pulled toward the sun, and they also pull towards each other. How do they maintain orbit? I uh, that's complicated. I don't know. Probably because of the spin. But I, I'm not I'm not that physicist. I I probably should have looked into that. But you don't have the same gravity as the sun. Again, maybe it does depend on how fat you are, but the rock will go on forever until it gets caught into the gravitational field, I guess, of another celestial body. That's inertia, basically saying that in a vacuum, you can keep going until something stops you without using any extra energy to keep going. Of course, that's a very important distinction because anything can keep going forever. If it has enough energy, we can use this idea and apply it to our psychology as well. When you start doing a task, although you need a level of interest, commitment, and or incentive, you'll continue doing that task until an external force hits you. Hunger, a notification, needing to use the bathroom. There's a lot of external forces to our attention. But in general, the energy required to do a task is highest in making the decision to do the task, which takes us into the physics phenomenon the, the second physics phenomenon that I mentioned in the video. Friction. Friction is pretty cool. When I was learning about friction, the parallels to productivity were so blatant to me, it was incredible. So there's two kinds of friction, static and kinetic. Both of these frictions are implemented in Newton's second law, force equals mass times acceleration, and you simply add the friction coefficient to your equation, and you have to know the current state of the object in order to use the right kind of friction, static or kinetic. So static friction is the friction between an object that is not in motion and and an object that is... You know, an object that is still and the surface that it's on surface that I thought, and the surface that it's on for example if i have a box sitting on a carpet there's a specific static friction coefficient from both of these surfaces the box and the carpet you need to add them together how do we add the how do we find the coefficient Well, I don't know the exact method of how researchers use uh, to, to find this. But generally, if you're in a physics class, you'll be given a table that has the friction coefficient of different materials given a specific temperature. Usually, friction will depend not only on the material. Ice has a lot less friction than rubber, but it will also depend on heat because that can change the properties of a material. However, other than static friction, there's another small distinction between static friction and maximum static friction. Static friction is what keeps an object still. So if I push that box from earlier with, say, one newton of force, maybe it won't move. That's because of static friction. But maybe the box also doesn't move if I push it at two newtons of force. However, when I start pushing with three newtons of force, the box starts to move. The maximum static friction, therefore, is three newtons. That's the least amount of force required to make the object start moving. The next type of friction is kinetic friction. The coefficient stuff is all the same. The only difference is that kinetic friction is the friction between an object and the surface it's moving on while the object is in motion. After I press with that three newtons of force to push the box we were talking about earlier, I need to pl- apply, say, a consistent two newtons of force to continue keeping the object in motion. 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 If I want to make it go faster, of course, I can apply more force. But the minimum force to keep it in motion will be, say, two newtons. Although the friction coefficients, of course, depend on the materials, one thing that is always true is that maximum static friction between two surfaces will always be greater than the kinetic friction between those same surfaces, meaning that it will always require more force, therefore, more energy to make an object move than to keep an object moving. This is why when you're trying to push a heavy object, it launches a bit or it lurches a bit. You know, you're trying to push and then you you go forward a bit too much when you finally get it to budge. Because the force you need to apply to get it to budge is much more force than you need to keep it moving. So your body will suddenly get a, when you start pushing it, you'll realize that it's a little bit too much force. And if you start slipping, your body will, you know, draw you back so you don't fall. This applies again, this same principle of friction applies again to the brain. So it's always harder to convince yourself to start doing something than it is to continue doing something. And the problem with getting distracted is that every time you get distracted, you stop Moving and then you need to apply extra energy to get moving again. So, the more you get distracted, the more energy you're going to output to get something done. And we can use the example of, say, going to work. The hard part about going to work is the decision to go to work, to get out of bed, get ready, and then drive to work. Once you're at work, it's a lot easier to, you know, not just completely, not to stand up and walk out, you know? That's, that's not a t- too hard of a decision to make, depending on your work. But the harder decision is the decision to go to work. And It seems like, you know, you could call out or whatever. Don't do that. It's just a, an awful thing to do. Unless you really need to, don't do it. I've never done it. You shouldn't do it. Granted, I'm a housekeeper. My job is so important. (laughs) Uh, However, if you can start doing something uh, and not get distracted, you'll have to expend a lot less energy if you stay focused because, again, kinetic friction takes less energy to handle than static friction. With these two principles of inertia and friction, we can conclude that the key to getting something done is to start doing it, which seems really obvious. But the problem is that the hard part about getting something done is to start doing it as well, which is a bit rough. It's it's really depressing. I talk about it in my video. I say... You know, that's that's super sad. That's the sad, sad part. But the thing is, uh, what I felt like I didn't hammer hard enough in my video, and the reason that I really wanted to make a longer podcast on the topic, granted this podcast is not going to be very long from the looks of it, is other than wanting to talk about science, of course, I'm a big physics fan, uh, the, the thing is motivation is awful. It, it, the goal shouldn't, it's just, motivation doesn't work, okay? it's It's so you shouldn't rely on motivation. It's cool and it's awesome. And there's a reason that our psychology has it, of course, but it's just not, it's not reliable. It should not be relied on. It's like that friend that you love to see, but you're never going to ask them to do anything because you just don't know whether they'll say yes or not. Right. You know, the, the goal should not ever be, how do I be more motivated? The goal should always be, how do I get more things done? right? That's, that's really what we want. That's really what we're after. And this holds true for multiple reasons. The first reason is that motivation, like I said a second ago, is volatile. If there's some, if, the, what, what oh, I just don't know how to read. It's there sometimes. It's not there sometimes also though, right? And honestly, I don't think anyone knows, quote, how to be more motivated, end quote. It's just, not other than doing something you really don't want to do, and then you'll get all of this motivation about what you'd rather be doing. But the moment you're done doing what you don't want to do, that motivation takes an absolute nosedive. I've talked about the hedonic treadmill before. It's the default state for motivation. You know, the default state for motivation, the set point for motivation is at zero. It like the the set point is just none, right? Like it doesn't, it's the, you, motivation is default. No, no motivation. That's the default level of motivation. None. And I, I, I'm so glad I made, I made a, I really think I made a very solid video on the hedonic treadmill. So go watch that if you haven't, it's really good. There's beautiful animations and whatnot. But just no motivation. Motivation is so inane. It doesn't last. It comes and goes more than a bad parent does. The way to get more things done isn't figuring out how to be more motivated because you'll never figure it out. Because, and if you do, if you try to figure it out, you'll be entering some very groundbreaking levels of research to increase your motivation at will because we have not figured it out yet. If you can figure it out, if your goal is to become a psychologist that cracks the key of motivation, you know what? Good on you. Hit me up when you do that. Yeah. What's more reliable is discipline, self control, being able to do things when you say you'll do things and being able to do them regardless of how you feel because sometimes. You gotta suck it up, buttercup. Do you think that I want to go back to school next week? No. Do you think I want to torture myself with a major I'm bad at? Do you think I want my professors and friends to look at me with raw pity because of my stupidity? No, I don't. But I have to do it because it's better than starting college over with a different major. Okay, I need raw discipline to handle the absolute, utter, sheer pain that college brings me, okay? I can't use motivation because that that ship sailed a long time ago. If I relied on motivation, I would not go to class, okay? I would, I would be gone. I don't know where, but I would disappear off the face of the planet so hard that even God would wonder where I went, okay? The problem, again, is not how to be more motivated. The problem is how to get more things done because, unfortunately, you cannot make yourself want to do things. In the same way, you cannot force yourself to love someone or thing. You can't force yourself to want something or wanting to do something that you don't want to do. Or even if you even if you don't, if you, even if you have no inclination, just forcing yourself to want to do something is not a thing you can do, at least not to my understanding. It's simply not possible. It's not an actionable thing that you can do. You can hope and pray, but I, I don't think God is going to sh- shove his hand down into reality and sh- stick some motivation into your brain, right? That's not. That's, I don't think he works like that. I mean, maybe, Works in mysterious ways, apparently. I don't know about that one. What we can do is be, be more okay with doing things we don't want to do, or at least being more okay with doing things maybe we want to do, but not right now, all right? So maybe on Friday or Saturday, I don't want to write my script. I just don't feel like it. However, I have to be okay with sitting down and writing my script. That's where it, the key really is. The last thing then, is how do we do this how do we how do we start doing things how do we just without motivation how do we get things done well i mentioned it near the end of my video on my youtube channel but the key is consistency Discipline is really cool. Of course, you know, if you can just force yourself to do something because you have so much self-control, that's obviously the most optimal. Actually, it's not the most optimal. It's the most brute force way of doing it. And can, the discipline, we've talked about it before, meditation, torture yourself, etica, etica. Have a schedule, follow the schedule. That's the better way to do it. That's the, that's the much more systematic way of going about it for consistency. Discipline, great, awesome. I'm always going to encourage discipline. However, consistency is how you need it. That's how you'll get more done. You, you have a schedule you follow the schedule and follow it consistently. If you want something to get done, you do it consistently. Let's take my podcast and my YouTube channel over this summer. Since the YouTube channel uploads will greatly decrease during the school semester, we're going to look at just over the summer. But what I aimed for was a video every Wednesday. That's what I wanted on my channel. And I did that every single week of summer except for one week because I made a video and realized that it just it would not get any views if I posted it right now. So it's a linear algebra video. It's just literally me tutoring linear algebra for forty minutes, and so I'll I'll post that in a few weeks here uh, when school starts, right? Because more people will look it up when, when their school starts and they need to learn how to do it for an assignment or an exam or something. For for me, uh, anyways, every Wednesday I wanted to get a video out for my YouTube channel, not not the podcast, just the YouTube channel. And so, uh, for me, every oh, and the podcast, of course, you know, the audio comes out on Friday, and then the video comes out on Monday. But every video, just YouTube video, has about four components, maybe more, uh, maybe less, it depends. The Notion videos are a little bit, a lot easier, honestly, so it has a lot less components. But in general, every video has about four components. And first is research. This is probably the longest part of any video. Research is the longest part of my workflow It in just that is it, right? Just any YouTuber, the hardest part of their, not the hardest part, the longest part of their job is the the research. It just takes so long to go through all of it. And especially me, my reading speed is not very quick and I read research papers. And so not only is it hard to read a research paper, depending on how well it's written, but also my reading speed just isn't that fast. So it takes me a good bit of time to read through a research paper and I'm reading. I don't, you know, you know, me, I like to have a lot of sources. Whenever I talk about something, I don't want one paper. I don't want one article. I don't like articles. I don't like reading articles. I give me a research paper. I don't want your, I don't want your stupid article. Uh, I want a ton of sources. I want at least like, it's like seven minimum for, for a small topic on the podcast. I usually have seven to 10. And then obviously for big things, I want upwards of like not even upwards, downwards of 50, like that my minimum would be probably 50. And then <laughs> the sleep thing upwards of 200. And th- that's what I want to do. Research takes a really long time. This is probably the longest part of any video. And this can take days. If I'm doing a small research thing, it can take weeks if I'm doing a mid- like middle tier. So loneliness was a uh, something small was the disappointment that took about a day. Some the weeks was like, uh, going over the happiness advantage, that's that's really research in quotes really, but it still took me like three, four days. The other thing was uh, loneliness that took me about a week. Uh, maybe a week and a half, but that one was a m- mid-tier project. And then long-tier projects would be the oh, the COVID-19 vaccine was also a mid-tier project. And then longer ones will be the mental, uh, so the, the mental disorders and the personality disorders. All of that took about uh, close to a month-ish, probably three weeks. And then, of course, sleep. So th- those are my two long projects. And then I have a good few amount of middle tier projects. And I have a ton of small projects, the Dow, et cetera, et cetera. So the research takes a ton of time, although the podcast is generally like I speed, sometimes I'll speed over papers like I'm a teenager that just got their license. I prefer to become more acquainted with the information I'm giving. I don't know why, but that's just what I'm into. I really like to know what I'm talking about if I talk about something. And maybe it's just if someone decides to leave a comment one day on a video, I can answer the answer any questions. And i just i just like knowing things i think it's fun uh, but after i've done research which is you know it generally goes into notion so all of the research like i'll read a research paper and then i'll type all of it into notion and when i type it into notion it is it is a hopefully well written, well formatted, very well formatted manner that the only purpose of that page and notion is to educate and for me to find things in there again so I can refer back to them. It is there is no humor in there, there is no funsies, there it it is literally just raw scientific writing. It is a, a, an amalgamation of all of my research. There's no funny notes in there. It is raw research. and it's also because I share it on you know when I when I make a video about it or a podcast episode about it, it's shared with you. And I want to make sure that you know obviously the podcast is all fun, fun time. It is called seriously funny regardless of how funny I really am. But I do, if someone decides that they want to really look into everything I wrote, look into all the sources, it is just raw numbers. It is raw statistics. It is just raw parsing out of all of the research that I did in those pages. So that does need to be turned into a script, which takes a good amount of time. It, depending on how well acquainted I became with the information, it might not take that long because I'll know most of it at that point. But even you know, the script is made for education and humor. At least I tell myself that. So beside the research, the second part is scripting. So that's that's part two. Once the scripting is done, I record the video. So Again, this is just my YouTube channel. I record the video and then I edit the video and then I animate for the video. Uh, So the pieces are going to be researching, writing, recording and editing but editing is split into two parts so five things i do because editing is split into not only editing the video color correcting zooming in zooming out putting all the text on the screen putting all the icons on the screen all that stuff moving the moving everything uh, keyframes, whatnot but i also do animate for a lot of the youtube videos They're like, uh, you saw a few on, if you watch the video version of this episode of the podcast, some of the animations I made for my video on motivation have gone into this. So the animation I made for the kinetic and static friction and the animation I made for inertia, it is available here on the video. You saw that I made that for the YouTube channel. Those aren't my best work, but for the hedonic treadmill video, I had the hedonic set point with the arrow on the ball. And then I also had the, the big graph uh, come up, which is I'm super proud of that animation, and then uh, the bed and stuff. You know, I've had a ton of animations on the on the channel, and that's what I do. And that takes a lot of time. Animating takes a very fat amount of time, especially even though those things look so simple. It it is it takes a minute uh, working through everything and making it look you know good enough for me at least. So sometimes I get to skip researching either because I've already done that. Uh, or all I have to do is write so sometimes if it's a topic about so my next YouTube video is going to be on one day at a time which is something I've talked about on the podcast it's just this life philosophy I made up that that, that I think is really cool and for that one there's no research involved really it's just a philosophy I made up the the, uh, the source is me so I don't need to research anything it's just a matter of writing editing so I can cut you know anytime I can cut research out I'll take it uh, but I, I like to do the research. It just it takes so long and, and I, I want the videos I make in order to make them do well. I need to make more of them. I really do need a quantity sort of thing uh, just I could do more quality and research longer, but I, I, it's a, I have to think about it, honestly. But overall, my researching is going to be from Monday to Wednesday some point. That's generally when I would do my research for like, say, the loneliness stuff. I record on Wednesday or Thursday. Friday is usually spent scripting this podcast, oftentimes using the research from earlier in the week. I, I like to, you know, use the same thing twice because that's a smart thing to do. Saturday is my part time job, house chores. And if I have extra time, then I'll I'll work on something. So yesterday I had extra time. I started editing my video and then Sunday I record and edit the audio and video and thumbnail for this podcast. I didn't mention that for the YouTube video, but the thumbnail takes a very significant amount of time. A thumbnail can take up to two hours, maybe three hours. If I make multiple thumbnails for a video that can be up to five hours, so a lot of lot of hours go into just the thumbnail for the YouTube video, and so Mondays, if I'm you know other than it, researching it on a Monday is really if I have time because I edit my YouTube videos on Monday, and then sometimes I will carry into Tuesday. Usually the animations will be done on a Tuesday because the video takes all day to edit, and those are the weeks where I can't research very much. But overall, I followed I followed this super consistently over summer break. This week was a bit off. And i got a bit behind because it was the last week of summer classes and i had to take two exams and finish a few assignments i did get an a in all my classes though so that's nine credit hours worth of a's i had like a 100 in both classes until the final exam it was really great Uh, so we take our dubs there overall that's an entire week for me it is if i ever had any time aside from that i would it would go into school you know so making content that no one watches takes up it took up over the summer just an absolutely astounding amount of time it is it was honestly super surprising to me i didn't think it would take as much time as it did a part of me at the beginning of summer was like maybe i can make two videos a week i would have died i would not have been able to do that i would not be able to finish editing two videos in a week i would die i would die Uh, especially if i wanted to research for the i it would not happen It would it would be because I'm doing this all by myself. I'm I'm a college student. I don't. I can't pay people to edit for me. Uh, And even if I didn't have school, the thing is that researching can go on forever. It's like water. It'll fill out all the cracks in free time that I have. If I ever think I could play video games right now because I have a moment of free time, I could also do research for another video later in the future. Like research is something that there's no end to. Research is something that can go on forever and. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, some people wonder why YouTubers take so long to release videos, but I completely understand now. Granted, I do it myself and they have help. But even then, I made a six minute video titled How to be more productive over summer, and it took me around 12 hours to edit and animate everything and then around two hours to record and a good bit to write. Since I scrapped the script ones, the thumbnail for that one took honestly, that one took like two hours. And a part of that was just me thinking about how awful the thumbnail is and how I like, I just couldn't think of anything that would make it better. I didn't know what to do for it. And I was really sad because that's my favorite video that I've made over this summer. And it's just, I knew for a fact because of the thumbnail, it wouldn't get that many views. I was like, dang, I like, I really love this video, but I just, I I wasn't able to market it properly and I knew that before I released it and it was it was really sad but it did okay like it got over 20 views I'll take it um but my last video actually did super poorly which was super depressing that was, it was really sad my video on it was a motivation it was um how it was, it was the motivation. Yeah, it, it was the motivation video. It, it just didn't do well. I thought the thumbnail was okay, but I guess not. You know, that's sad. But whatever, we we take what we take. Again, you heard me talk about it in the Oyasumi pun pun video. I really do this because I enjoy it, and for anyone that does want to watch. Uh, but it, it anyways. God knows what an hour video is like to edit, you know, for like internet historian or barely sociable, especially because a lot, like, let me know. A lot of it is raw animation. Like, a um, Cogito is a historian, cha- like a history channel, and they animate everything. The entire video is 100% animated. It's just animation. I could not imagine how they can get out even a video a month. Good God. Uh, but, you know, podcast, Uh, honestly, I don't think that counts. It does take a little bit of time because of how long it is, uh, but the podcast isn't heavily edited. I'm not animating specifically for the podcast unless it's like a really super quick animation. I just want to have some fun with Apple Motion, but uh, honestly, I don't edit very hard. It's just some crops pans ken burns zooms and whatever i've been watching shikamori is not just a cutie it's pretty solid i really like the trope of switching gender roles uh, but it's kind of boring because you know exactly what's going to happen every single episode there is no adversity like strong adversity in the show and it's just like well this is cute and then you're seven episodes and this is the same as the first episode. Um, and so that that's a bit sad. I also watched the Code Geass resurrection movie, which was, I think it was really awesome, honestly, but keeping in mind, it does follow a different route than the, the canon that the show followed. I don't know which one followed the manga better, but uh, it, it was different from the show. And it was it was pretty solid, you know, keeping that in mind. Uh, aside from that, uh, I have a week off, for, uh, off of school before I get into my engineering classes for the fall semester, which is not very exciting. But hopefully I'll be able to make some cool animations for a disappointment video I'm planning, which you guys already heard about disappointment in the Habenula a few weeks ago. But hopefully I'll be able to uh, do that and hopefully I'll get that video out and ready for Wednesday before school starts and then YouTube videos will drop off when school starts, I'm sure. And hopefully, uh, aside from that, this will be all for this episode of Seriously Funny. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk at you again next week. Much love. Screw motivation. Peace.